Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details.
right, welcome to Blessings Legacy Radio Hour. Tonight is Thursday, August the 15th, 2019. The time is 9.35 p.m. And we are in Apple Valley Studio with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90021. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible Study Session where Dr. Moore will give you food for thought. He will teach you about experiencing the new birth. That's what we'll talk about tonight. Some of the scriptures on that are John 3 and 7. Marvel not that I have said unto thee, unto thee you must be born again. That is just a tidbit. He will talk about the experiencing of new birth tonight. It is time to eat. Are you ready? Again, I will say it. It's time to eat. Are you ready? Let's be spiritual. Let's eat eternal. Let's be spiritual. You and me, let's eat and feast on the word of God. He is everything. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Again, he is the Alpha and the Omega. Let's eat. Let's eat. What shall we eat tonight? Well, if you're on this radio station, whether you're live on the air or you're listening live or not, when I say, what shall we eat tonight, we're going to eat spiritual food. And the spiritual food we're going to eat, it will allow us to never hunger again. And what we're going to be drinking in the Holy Word tonight will quench our thirst. It will be an everlasting quest where we shall never thirst nor hunger again. So if you are ready to dive into the Word of God for the teaching by Dr. Bishop Lafleur, get out your Bible, whatever version you have, and follow suit. Take some notes and let's be ready to learn on this journey with Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, the incomparable Dr. Bishop Baltimore. God bless. Thank you, my granddaughter. God bless you. God bless you in Jesus' name tonight. Amen. Thank you for bringing us on again. Amen, as you also do. The inspiration, amen, under the anointing of the Lord. God bless you in Radio Land. God bless you. This is Dr. Moore tonight. Amen. Coming to you tonight. Amen. With the word of God, food for a thought that your soul might be blessed throughout this week. There is nothing like eating manna from heaven. There is nothing like eating food from heaven. And we're going to endeavor, amen, to try to give you that food from heaven tonight. Amen. We're just so grateful tonight to be on the air again. All of those, amen, that are listening, amen, continue to pray for this ministry. It don't belong to uh, Dr. Moore. It belongs to Jesus Christ. Amen. We are obeying the word of God. Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. We're going to come to you tonight. Amen. From St. John 3, 1 through 9. St. John 3, 1 through 9, and 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Amen. Open your mind, your spiritual minds up tonight as we dive into the word of God tonight. St. John, amen, 3, 1 says, There was a man of a Pharisee named Nicodemus, uh, a ruler of the Jews. 
The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I truly, truly, I say unto thee, Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listens. And thou hearest the sound thereof. But cannot tell from whence it comes. And whether it goes. So with everyone that is born of the spirit. Nicodemus asked and said unto him, How can these things be? Paul picked it up in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 11 and says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor Im- Immolators, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkenness, nor railing, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such was some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the Spirit of our Lord. I read to the entire chapter of John at First Corinthians six nine through eleven. And we want to talk tonight about an experience experiencing the new birth in Jesus Christ. Experiencing the new birth. This is an it's an old subject. But it's one, amen, that I believe, amen, it should come to the mind of mankind all the time. And that is this new birth, what it means to be born again. The Bible let us know, amen, that there was a Pharisee. And his name was Nicodemus. Nicodemus was an elder man and lived a life. Going through life under tradition and under rituals. 
praising God and still not knowing God. Until he found and he met Jesus. The natural man has no spiritually inherited. When you're not born again, you have no spiritually inherited. But the new birth places us in the spiritual family of God. That's why it is so important for everybody is to be born again. The new birth places places us, amen, in the spiritually family of God. It assures us of an inheritance in Jesus Christ. John 3 and 7 says, Mama, not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. If you are not born again, you cannot see, even see the kingdom of heaven. This is an important step, amen, in every one of our lives, amen, that we must take as we are on this earth. And the Lord has lied us, amen, in the breeze of breath of life. If we are going to inherit the kingdom of God, we must be changed. This old sinful flesh must die, and we must put on the new man, which is in Christ Jesus. It was easy to be a Pharisee in the days of Jesus Christ. Pharisees, amen, was very important. They thought that they knew the scripture. They thought that they knew the law of Moses. They thought the Bible said there is a way that seems righteous unto a man, but the end thereof is death. There is a lot of people thinking that they are right. But the Bible teaches us, amen, search the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life. But the scripture is the one that testifies by Jesus Christ. It was easy to be a Pharisee, but difficult to be a disciple. Pharisee required only the external, the keeping of the law, the outward appearance. You look good on the outside. Act like a Christian. Talk like a Christian. Pray like a Christian. Walk like a Christian. That's what the Pharisees did. Many of us today, amen, Got that same nature of the Pharisees. We have that outward appearance. Like we know who Jesus is. But to see Jesus knows our heart. While being a disciple of Christ meant loving God. If you if you're gonna be a disciple of Jesus Christ, it means to love God. Love the Lord with our heart and with our all of thy soul and with our mind and with all of thy strength. St. Mark 12 and 30 tells us that. 
It also means loving our neighbor as ourselves. Mark 12, 31. You got to love the Lord with all of your heart, your soul, and mind, and you got to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what it means by being a disciple. And if you is not a disciple, or you can't follow these instructions, you have not been changed. You have not been born again. Though these Pharisees was peculiar about keeping the law to the letter, yet keeping the law remained a surplus experience for them. They never allowed the spirit of the law to penetrate their carnal nature. They talked about how good the law was. How powerful and how forceful they were, but they never allow the word of God to penetrate their spiritual nature or their spiritual mind. You see, a man being born again, we have to allow the word of God is to penetrate our mind. Keeping the law by the letter and not by the spirit. Let them remain proud. They were keeping the law by the letter. The letter, the letter killed it, but the spirit makes it alive. Many folks are keeping the letter, but the letter, Amen, is going to kill you. But the spirit is the one that is going to make you alive. My beloved, tonight, listen closely. Do you have the spirit of the Lord? You can have the letter, Amen, from A to Z. You can know it backwards and forward. But if you don't have the spirit, you still are dead, spiritually dead. But they kept the letter, amen, and not the spirit. Let them remain. They remain in proud. They remain in lustful. And they, they remain with greed. They had all of that in their spirit, amen. But yet and still, amen, to them, they were all right with God. Well, at least they thought that they were all right with God. Because actually God was talking to them, and they didn't realize who God was. They knew nothing about the inwardly purities of justice and mercy and faith. They didn't, they didn't have no, no inwardly purities in them. They didn't have no justice. They didn't have no mercy. They didn't have no faith within them. But all they were all right on the outside with the people, making a show. A show is not going to make a church. You have to be real in this thing. You're going to have to live the same. Jesus pointed out that in as much as God made man. He expected him to keep his outward appearance clean. Amen. God, amen, made man, and God expects, amen, for man to keep his outward appearance clean. He also made the spirit of man, and he expects it to be clean. God, amen, don't only want your outward appearance to be clean, but God wants your inward appearance to be clean. 
You can be clean on the outside all you want. But if your heart is not right, your heart is filthy. Your, your heart is defiled. Listen, the Lord that made you is looking down on you, and he knows that. You will not enter into the kingdom of God. That goes for me and everyone, amen, else that wants to get to heaven and listen to the word of God. You've got to be clean both on the outside and the inside. Yes, our outside appearance count much, but our inside appearance count more. Only the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The Lord is looking for a clean heart. Lord, the heart saying that Jesus spake, the heart was directed at the Pharisees. Those were the righteous, self-righteous people. And Jesus, amen, spoke a little harsh to them because they were so hard-headed, disobedient. They didn't want to hear the word of God. So the Lord, amen, kind of speak, amen, a little harsh to the Pharisees. After one discussion, Jesus answered them a sobering question. He said, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Matthew 23 and 73. How can you escape the damnation of hell? Those words of echoing right down here today, and they're just as real today as it was when Jesus spoke. How can you escape the damnation of hell if you don't obey the word of God? Perhaps it was this question that taught Nicodemus and led him to come to Jesus by night, seeking to ask them to his need. Nicodemus knew something what like God gave him, amen, some kind of spiritual design to let him know, amen, that he was in, he was with these Pharisees, amen. He was under the St. Hebrew court, amen, but something was not right. You sit there and you judge people. So there is something in you that you need to check up on. Examine yourself. Before you give it to judge anybody else, amen, look at your own self. See whether you're in the faith or not. Or see whether you, amen, being reprobated. Nicodemus led, uh, he led to come to Jesus by night seeking an answer to his need. It was then that Jesus appointed him and all who seek to enter the kingdom of God to an experience equal than the extreme ritual. Some folks live in amen on nothing but ritual. Oh, nothing but tradition. Never has been born again. But this is the way our church is. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will be in my church. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. It's not about 
my church. Amen. I don't have a church. It's Jesus' church. He said, Mother, not that I am saying unto thee, you must be born again. John 3 and 7, amen. Jesus, let me know, amen. You got to change. You got to change. Nicodemus, if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you're going to have to change. Even your ruler. The ruler of the Jews. You tell them what to do and what not to do. But if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to be you have to change. Necessary of the new birth. It is it is, it is necessary to have an experience of a new birth in Christ Jesus. Every individual, amen, that walks the face of the earth, it's necessary for you to have an experience of a new birth in Christ Jesus. A personal problem with sin began at his birth. Our problem with sin, it began at our birth. David said, I was shaped in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Psalm 51 and 5. I was shaped in iniquity. From my birth, coming out of my mother's womb, I was shaped in iniquity. And in sin, did my mother conceive me. The very nature and the heart of man is at immunity with God. Our own nature, the very nature that we have, is fighting against the righteousness of God. Even when we are small, our nature is still sinful. We must be changed in order to get a man into the kingdom of God. From the depths, From the depths of this fallen nature, a person has propensity for sin, such as murder. Got murder in the heart. You have to have a change in your life, amen, in order for murder not to be in your murder. Adulterous. Adulterous. Look at the adulterers today. Now, as Christians today, saying that I know Jesus and I love Jesus, and they go to church and they still committing adultery. You are on your way to hell. Fornicate. You're fornicating. You know you're going against the will of the Lord, but yes, I'm still saving, and I'm on my way. No, you're not. You are on your way to hell. Theft. You're stealing. Thou shalt not steal. He that stole, let him steal no more. False witness, false witness against brothers, sisters, pastors, and many other areas. Blaspheming, saying things about the word of God that you don't really know nothing about. You're blaspheming. 
Matthew 15 and 19 says, These things that make it man sinful and unacceptable with the Holy God. We serve the Holy God. First Peter, amen. Says, amen. Be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall be the Lord. We serve in a holy God. If he is holy, he wants his children to be holy. That means we have to have a change in our life. We have to pull off his old nature. He's a holy God and cannot be washed off with soap and water. You can't wash him off with soap and water. You can wash your hands all you want, amen. Soap and water will not wash away the blood of Jesus. I despise that, amen. He washed his hands. But listen, he couldn't wash away the blood of Jesus. The blood is there. Man is not a sinner, not accident. None of us, amen, was a sinner by accident. There is a law in his memory, warring against the law of his mind and bringing him into captivity to the law of sin and death, Romans 7 and 3. You are not a sinner by accident. The teaching of Christ, Jesus after said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Listen to me. Listen, children. Except you make this great change in your life, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus, as the author and the finisher of our faith, he provided a way for us to escape the domain of sin through the gospel. Jesus was providing a way for us to escape the domain of the damnation of sin through the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that can save us today. The gospel, the good news. What people's amen seem to try to flatline today, trying to put it out of their mind, but the gospel still is the good news. It is the power of God to all that believe. The gospel was designed to reach as deep as the stains of sin. No matter what, amen, stain or sin that you have in your life, the gospel can go down in you and clean you. Though your sin be red as garlic, he said, I will make them white as snow. There is no excuse. You can be changed. If you desire to be changed, you can be changed. Since man's problem with sin began at birth, that is where the gospel began it. 
work in a man's life at birth, training up a child in the way that he should go. So when he get old, it, it won't depart out of him. Look at our generation right now. Amen. They are not training up our children. They are not putting the gospel in our children. They are not putting their arms around our children, walking with our children, telling them about the goodness of Jesus like it's supposed to. Now our children is drifting far and far away from the Lord because their heart is being hard. But you ought to put the same down off in your son. In your daughter, you put all these other erroneous things, amen, before them. You let them look at any and everything, amen, on that television, praise the Lord, and shaking their behind, praise the Lord. My God, put the gospel in here. Yes, the problem, hallelujah. With sin began at birth, that is, with the gospel beginning its work in a man's life. It is not another nature, natural birth, as Jesus explained to Nicodemus, but a new birth, a new spirit. You need to be changed, changed of a mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, a new mind. A new mind, not this old earthly mind. Set your affection on things above and not on things of earth. Come on, let's put our mind on spiritual things, not on the carnality things on, on this earth because these carnality things is going to pass away, but put something eternal in your spirit. Nicodemus, but a new birth of the Spirit. What is born of a flesh is always going to be flesh. If you're born of a flesh, flesh is going to be flesh. And there is no good thing that dwells in none of our flesh. Flesh is wicked. Flesh is evil. Flesh is cruel. Blood will mistreat you. What is born of the flesh is always going to be blood, and another nature, natural birth, will not solve the problem of sin. What is need is a new birth. You need a new birth. The young people, you out there, amen, that's running the street. And done every unconceivable thing that you want to do. What you really need is a new birth. You really, 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 really need to come to Jesus because your flesh is no good. Look at the way you acted. Look at the way Satan got you done. That's your natural flesh. But I declare if you come to Jesus, Jesus will change the way that you are living. And I know some of you, you're living, amen, your life is just life. But you don't know no other way. Well, I'm telling you, amen, there is a way. And Jesus said, I am that way. The truth and the life. I'm talking about a new birth. 
what is needed in the new birth to be born. Not a blood. I'm not talking about amen, another baby being born into this world. Not a blood. No other will of the flesh. Not anything to please the flesh. No other will of man. But of God. You need to have God's spirit within you. That's what the world needs. Amen. God's spirit within you. Experiencing this new birth, you need God's spirit within you. The new birth is necessary for all men, all men. When Jesus said, except the man be born again, he identified the problem of all men. The strong rebuke that Jesus gave to the Pharisees was not because none of them were sincere in their religion. On the contrary, the evidence in the scripture indicated that many of them were very sincere. They re- the rebuke came because their system of religious and they're tied to the cross with sin by legislative rules taught that hourly obedience to rules was equivalent with righteousness. Long as you look good on the outside, it's all right. I don't care how good you look on the outside. You can have gold dripping off of you. If your heart is not right, you are on your way to hell. You can be faithful every day. Going to the sanctuary of the synagogue, but if your heart is not right. The Apostle Paul, who was a Pharisee also, he addressed the universal problem of sin when he wrote, For all have sinned, not some of us, every one of us. For all have sinned and came short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. We all have done wrong. But all of us are not still doing wrong. This is the story of of all men until they came to the Lord Jesus and experienced a new birth. Even good religious people must be born again. We got some good religious people, faithful going to church, faithful amen, paying their tithes, faithful contributing to the poor. That's great and that's good. But that still don't mean you're going to make it into the kingdom of heaven. You've got to be spiritually born again. It doesn't make any difference how sweet you are if you haven't been born again. <clears throat> By the Spirit of God, amen, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's not Dr. Moore's words, amen. These are words of Jesus Christ. 
who is Lord and Savior of all mankind. The definition of the new birth. One thing that Jesus made clear is the fact that man, a man, are not saved without being spiritually regenerated. Amen. A man is not saved without being spiritually regenerated. You got to be born again. You got to, have, amen, be spiritually regenerated. They must be born again. The all important question that has been asked by more than one searching soul is what must I do? What must I do to be saved? Every one of us, amen, asked that question sometime in our life. What must I do? The jailer was in jail. All inside was in jail, and the jail asked the question, what must I do? And that question is in court, amen, today, amen. Some of you want to know what to do. The scripture plainly supplies the effectual answer this question. What should you do? Repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. What should you do? Repent. 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 Put some repentance upon your lips. I'm not talking about amen. Somebody leading you, calling to lead you to Christ by the set of prayer. You don't find that in the word of God. But the Bible tells you is to repent. Repent. Tell them to repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name. Go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins. Have you been down in Jesus' name? Some of you have not been down in Jesus' name. But the Bible teaches us to go down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. And after you be obedient in that area, listen to me. He didn't say, go down in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He said, in the name of Jesus. And after you do that, he said, ye shall, which is a guarantee thing, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, according to Acts 2 and 38. And after that, you receive the Holy Ghost. You, amen, receive power. These are steps of salvation. Are you obeying the word of God? It is a commandment. It's a commandment by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for every man is to repent. Luke 13 and 5 says, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, 
ye shall all likewise perish. If you don't repent of your sin, it doesn't make any difference who we are, how young we are, how middle-aged we are, how old we are. If you don't repent, you're going to perish. Every man, every woman, every boy and girl, they must repent. C.L. Lewis said that repentance is not something God demands of you before he will take you back. It is simply a description of what goes back is like. Going back is like thinking. Thinking people repent. When you, amen, you got a mind, you got a mind. Amen, you got a mind to know what's right and what's wrong. Thinking people repent. Just shedding tears is not repenting. Amen. Just because, amen, you cry, that don't mean you repent. You just shed some tears. So thinking people repent. A person must think. To repent, he must think about himself and his ways. You got to amen and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. You got to think. And you got to make them in your mind. I'm getting ready. It's to repent and ask the good Lord to forgive me. Only Jesus can forgive you of your sins. He must think about himself. In his ways, he must think about God and his goodness. He must think about the future and his destiny. Are you thinking on your way tonight? Have you repented of your sins? Have you repented of your sins? Amen. This is what we're experiencing. Amen. The new birth tonight. I thought on my way. Have you thought on your way? And I turned my feet unto thy testimony. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. Psalm 119, 59, and 60. I didn't hesitate. I did not hesitate. I thought on my way. I know my time was running out. And I thought on my way. I know I needed to repent. If I was going to inherit the kingdom of God, I had to repent. This kind of thinking, which constituted repentance, requires honesty. You've got to be honest with yourself. Don't worry about not, nobody else in it. You've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to have the courage, amen, and amen. You've got to have faith in the Savior. You've got to believe, amen, that Jesus will, and he can reward those that diligently seek him. It is not necessary for the Lord to reveal our sin to others, for us to repent. God don't need to tell nobody else about your sin. Tell Jesus about it. That's all who needs to know about your sin, Jesus. Only Jesus can forgive you. Man can't forgive you. 
We know our wrong without the Lord even showing anyone. And we alone must repent of these things. You know what you did wrong. So, amen, you go to Jesus and ask Jesus to, to forgive you for your sins. Man don't need to know what you done did. Because he's sinful too. A man needs to repent. Repentance requires action. If you want to repent, amen, it requires action. You got to get busy. Saying I was wrong is not easy. Amen. So many of us, amen, we don't want to say I'm wrong. But amen, when you want amen to change, you will say I'm wrong. When the prodigal son came to himself, see, there are many of us out here tonight, and we have never came to ourselves. We just fast and free. We're loose. And we have not came to ourselves. But when the prodigal son, after he had left home and spent all of his good, and found out, amen, that he was in a world out there and he was in need, he came to himself. He came to the point, I don't left my father home. But my father have not forsaken me. I need to repent. He acted upon his godly sorrow. You got to come godly sorrow for your sin. He did not allow pride to hold him in the hog pen. Some of you out there tonight, amen, you allow pride to hold you in the hog pen in this world. You are in a hog pen. He's all kind of slot. Because your pride is holding you there. But this prodigal son did not allow that. He changed his way of living, and he returned to his father. And I'm saying, while the blood is running warm in your veins tonight, I don't care who you is, young man, young woman, amen, how much you prostitute, praise the Lord, how much, amen, you are done, saying that's not like Jesus. You can repent. Your father will take you home tonight. The psalmist says, I made haste. I hurried up. Time is running out, church. You better hurry up. I made haste. And I didn't delay. I got in a hurry. Because I found out the time was passing me by. Time is both friend and foe. Paul says, now is the day of salvation. Right now. Now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Right now, the day that you hear my voice, are not your heart. We often, amen, we often say, amen, well, I'm going to. I'm going to, I'm, I know I need to, I'm going to, that I'm going to and never do. Amen, going to catch you with your work I've done. 
and walk, amen, the breath flowing out of your body. There is no repentance. There is no repentance. Hesitate never leaves a person's home. A step never taken is a step lost. If you don't ever take a step, that's a step lost. Will the Lord have an outstretched hand? What each of you today saying, come, but if you never take that step, that's a step lost. To repent requires that we think of our sin and that we take action to turn away from those sins. Think of your sins. Think of your life. Did your life mean anything to you? Don't go down that road talking about I, 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 I don't mind going to hell because my, my friends and my brothers, amen, is going to be there and we're going to be part of hell. No, no, my children. It's not like that. Think of your sins. You won't pay the price for not saying yes to the Lord. You're going to pay the price for not repenting of you. And it's going to be for eternity. Jesus described to the Pharisees the difference between how they prayed and what it meant to experience true repentance. When you get time, read St. Luke 18, verse 9 through 14. Man should always pray and not faint. Good works for the Pharisees was a thing to boast. Uh, before men, but not before God. Oh, they used to boast and make good works. How they stood on the street corner and how they prayed, how they got people's attention, they boast in that. They wanted to be admired, but it didn't fit too good in the eyesight of God. That was an out, outside show in a form. That was a form. That was a fashion. The heart was far from it. All they wanted, amen, turned all the attention to themselves. The attention is not about us, it's about Jesus. For God knew their heart. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. Amen. Don't you think tonight, amen, the Lord don't know you. He knows you because he made you. God knew their heart, not just their action. And one man put it, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. God knows your heart. Good work may hide an evil heart from a fellow man. Yes, you can hide behind good work from a fellow man, but you can't hide behind good work from the Lord. Because God sees everything and he knows every intention. Everything that we know, the Lord knows whether it's good or whether it's fear. But they will not be sufficient to hide sin in the day of judgment. All sin is going to be judged. 
all sin is going to be judged. I don't care how long it's been, how old it is. Amen. Everybody that has sin is going to be judged. The publican, they had no religious faith behind which he is to hide his sinful activity. Moreover, he was his sinfulness as being open before God. His only hope was for God to have mercy on him. He knew he was wrong. He knew he was guilty. And he wasn't trying to hide nothing. I'm wrong, I'm guilty, and I need your help, Lord. That's what the Lord wants from any of us. Our honesty, our realness, and he can deal with the rest of it. Not that I'm so good. I fast twice a week. I give money to the poor. No, I am a sinner. And I'm going to repent of my sin. Have mercy upon me. No experience in life will reach deeper unto the soul of man than the experience of true repentance. True repentance. True repentance tonight. The Lord is looking for true repentance. When you repent, make sure, amen, you've done it from your heart. It cuts, amen, to the root of sin in the heart of sinner. It tears down the foundation of selfish living and allows a person to begin to build on that sure foundation. Listen, my children tonight, repentance, it removes all pride. Repentance removes all pride. Godly sorrow overwhelms a person as he repents. We have nothing to offer the Lord in exchange for his goodness. We can only plead before him for his mercy. Repentance is not a pretty experience, but it's, it's a necessary one. It is described as death. It is not only an easy experience, for the carnal nature will not surrender without a battle. But our freedom from sin is well worth the requirement, the effort to repent. Repent tonight. Amen. Dr. Moore says tonight, repent every one of you. You know you have wrong Jesus, but repent. This is Dr. Moore tonight coming to you with words, food for thought. God bless you until next week. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month you'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? 
Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fitacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See Club for details.